This is a Podcast 225 production. The issues. What's going on now? What's happening in the state? The people. Carl Dabity. We've got Michael Shingleton. Taylor Moore. Jay Darden. Congressman Garrett Gray. Richard Condon. He is Ryan Clark. Sharon Weston Broom. The podcast. And we're going to talk about that. This is The Clay Young Show. Back with another one. Episode 216 of The Clay Young Show podcast is right here. On your podcast machine, right in the middle again of political season here in Louisiana. And we're talking today with someone who is running for re-election. She's been a friend of mine for, goodness, over 20 years. I've known this person long before her time in elected office. And since then, she's always been the same. Of course, I'm talking about state senator now, Regina Ashford Barrow who, as I said, I've known for over 20 years. And this is kind of a case like one of the shows that we did before, the show with Dr. Bo Clark, where she is someone that I've known for so long. She is a friend, and I do support her. I don't live in her district, but I support her. And she's coming in to talk about why she is running for re-election and her vision for the constituents in her district. It is a mostly African-American district right in the center of Louisiana, really inside of East Baton Rouge Parish, the capital city region here in Louisiana. And she's been there for some time. She spent some time in the House before terming out there and is finishing her first term as a senator in the state House. And so in the state Senate, rather. So we'll we'll talk with her about that. We still have to talk about the overall races, and yesterday I was chatting with Dr. Albert Samuel and John Cuvion. They're going to come on the show to talk about what's ahead as early voting in this part of the world for state elections has already begun. It started as we record this a couple of days ago, and it goes through the end of this week again as we record episode 216. And we're going to talk about some of the numbers from the beginning of early voting, and then this governor's race that is so fascinating as John Bell Edwards is seeking to do something that a lot of people a couple of years ago didn't think he was going to be able to do. So we'll get those gentlemen in to talk about that, some of the legislative races, some of the polling that goes on. And in 2019, the impact robos and mailers and over-the-phone polling has on an election and the public's tolerance or lack thereof of those things we'll talk about that with dr sam and jc here on the clay young show but state senator regina ashford barrow is going to be in studio shortly talking about why she thinks the people of her district should send her back to the legislature podcasts have become a great way to get radio on demand if you've wanted your own podcast the time to call us is now This year, Podcast 225 will be launching new shows and yours can be one of them. You won't have to build your own website and you'll be able to use professional broadcast equipment that will make your show sound amazing. If you'd like to know more, call 225-214-1550. That's 225-214-1550. 
Be a part of the on-demand audio movement today. Clay Young here with John Conroy, the founder and owner of Pest Stop, your do-it-yourself pest control solution. So, John, the swarming season for termites is over, and some people may assume that the danger is also over. That would be wrong, correct? Correct, yeah. Termites pose a major problem for homeowners in, in South Louisiana, mm-hmm. and it's pretty much year-round. It's right. just that during the swarming season, you have an extra an opportunity to find out if you actually have an That's right. station. Mm-hmm. So it's a good warning sign for you. So what do you do then? Well, the first thing you need to do is inspect around the bottom of the slab really thoroughly to okay. see if you see any signs, any mud tunnels coming up the side of the home. Uh, any visual activity in in the base of the structure, like you mm-hmm. actually see the termites, et cetera. And then come see us, and we'll talk to you about whether you have an existing problem or not, because it's two different treatments. Both are soil applications, though. We've had our share of troubles here in Baton Rouge. If I need to get to you to find this, where can I find you? Well, in Baton Rouge, we're located at 806 O'Neill Lane. That's about a block south of Old Hammond Highway. Or if you have questions, just give us a call at 273-4788. This is The Clay Young Show. Back with State Senator Regina Ashford Barrow, representing Senate District 15 in Louisiana. She was in the House of Representatives before then, representing House District 29. She has spent over 20 years working in this community. And as I said in the open, we've known each other nearly 22 years. And she's in the studio again. How's it going, Senator? It is going great. Thank you so much, my friend. Well, it's good to have you back. And this is the election season. We are currently in early voting as we speak right now. For people who don't know, not just your constituents, why are you doing this? Why are you running? Why do you want to be in the legislature again? Well, first of all, I do believe that this is a calling. I believe that um, I've been called to do this work, and I love serving the people. I totally enjoy working on behalf of the citizens of mm-hmm. the, my district and this great state. Mm-hmm. And when I'm able to make things happen and change people's lives, it gives me such great joy. So I, I just enjoy doing the job. Well, you know, we met in 97 and it was at a community yes. event, which is a long time ago. But you know, and, and which is to say that I, I've known that you've always had a heart for helping people, but I've never seen you as a political person, which is to say someone who, who lusts for the political nature of, of doing the job. How do you reconcile the fact that you are not one of the one of the dirty actors as it goes in mm-hmm. politics and you've been in it so long? Well, you know, I always say that I'm a public servant mm-hmm. as opposed to a politician. Mm-hmm. And I, I think that there is a difference. Um, my heart is about service and working on behalf of the people. And I, that's not to try to diminish the arena of a politician. Mm-hmm. Um, but that's because that comes with the territory, right? right? You know, so that does come with the territory. But I try not to allow the politics to integrate into who I am as a person and change my character. Mm -hmm. So, you know, one of the, you represent Senate District 15, as I said, which encompasses most of North Baton Rouge and the development of North Baton Rouge or the lack thereof has been a conversation in Baton Rouge for nearly two decades now. Mm -hmm. And no one seems to have the, the, the magic elixir to fix everything because it's such a big problem that's existed for so long. 
But there are some positive things that have been happening there. Yes. Can you talk about some of those? You know, one of the things that really gives me a great joy is the assets. So I always talk about the assets that we have in North Baton Rouge, mm-hmm. such as the airport. Uh, Coca-Cola could have went anywhere, but mm-hmm. they decided to move to North Baton Rouge. Right. Uh, we have the rail. We have Southern University. Mm-hmm. So we have great anchors in North Baton Rouge that I believe that we need to build upon. Right. And so when I created the Baton Rouge North Economic Development District, which yeah. started off as the Greenwell Springs Airline sure. Economic De- Development District, my whole premise was really begin to take the assets that mm-hmm. we the assets that we have in the community and build on those assets. Um, and, and that's what we have begun to do. Uh, the airport is doing some expansion. Mm-hmm. Uh, Baton Rouge North Economic Development District um, was able, finally, we were able to get them a taxing base. Mm-hmm. So now they have some funding where they can leverage and get additional funding where they can begin to do uh, many projects to enhance mm-hmm. what we have in North Baton Rouge. Now, you have really hit the nail on the head. Uh, we have the um, the... ER mm-hmm. uh, clinic along yeah. with the urgent care clinic and the primary care offices, which is one of one of only in the country where you have all of those uh, health centers or health care providers on one campus. In the same complex. Yeah, in, yeah on one campus mm-hmm. where if you show up and you think that you are having a heart attack, but you may have gas, and they move you to sure. somewhere else. Sure. Or if you show up and think that, oh, this is just a little pain, and then it's something, it's something else, more serious, more serious yeah. you can go to the ER. And I have gotten a lot of compliments about that, but we are on the move to really changing North Baton Rouge. You hear more conversation about North Baton Rouge. You hear more about the needs and what those amenities are, mm-hmm. uh, the need to come to North Baton Rouge. So I believe that we are on the cusp of really being able to make that turn Mm -hmm. and begin to see that development where Eric Halone used to be. Yeah. uh, We are now having conversations about uh, putting in that particular site a conglomerate of uh, services that are needed for the community. Mm -hmm. So it won't be just um, one item or one type of business. It'll be several, like a complex of things. Um, There will be an anchor in that community. There will be things that can actually fulfill and meet the needs of the community. So I'm excited about what I see on the horizon. Mm -hmm. I still have a lot of dreams and visions and a great vision of what I like to bring to the community. And so I think we're just beginning. I've been meeting with people across the country Mm -hmm. uh, for various initiatives Mm -hmm. to bring to that community. And I'm not going to stop until we begin to see some of that old state coming to fruition. And one thing that someone said to me that is very true, at least with the Economic Development District, I lived and have stayed in office long enough to see it be developed and then actually create and get a funding base because they compare it all the time to the uh, downtown development district, but it took them 30 years to get there. And so just ask Davis Rohr about it. It didn't happen overnight. It did not. And so we did not get where we are in North Baton Rouge overnight. Absolutely. And we cannot turn that curve and get to where we want to be overnight. It's going to take time. So see, that's, that's such a, an interesting point because you know, the, the immediate logic behind doing it is that the need is there today, yesterday, a yes, year ago. Yes. However, the process does take a while. And I'm often pushed back by the way politics or the way change is dialogued in the public because these things do take a little while to happen. Yes. So for people who have lived there for a long time, 
based on what you just said, who think, okay, I hear you, but how much longer do we have to wait? That, you know, how, you know yeah. Will I get to see it? I mean, what's your response to them? My response would be to them that you are already beginning to see incremental changes right. in the community, and you will continue to see those changes and see that progress. Uh, one of the conversations that I had last night with a group when I was at a forum was about the lack of grocery stores mm-hmm. in North Baton Rouge. And I told them, I said, I totally agree with you, but I think we're going to have to change our perception of what we think about in terms of grocery stores. Um, Unfortunately, we are moving into a more technological digital age where people are not going into a frame building to get uh, make uh, pick up groceries. And so what I'm working on is something that would allow people to order their groceries and mm-hmm. have them picked up or go and pick them up. And so I told them that I believe that we, we may have to change in terms of what we are looking for mm-hmm. in terms of we are accustomed to a frame building yeah. in terms of being able to walk in and shop, but we may have to look at maybe as an option it's being able to go online, yeah, pick out what you want and then go and pick it up. And so I, I believe that we, I would. T- I'm telling folks that you will begin. You are already seeing changes, but you yeah. will begin to see more pronounced changes. And from from a standpoint of the city of Baton Rouge, working with the legislature to address this, how does that relationship work? Because obviously, you are a function of state government being That's in right. the legislature, and then the, there is you know the the parish president who is also the mayor, and then council representatives and community leaders. And how do, how do you get that? all of those parts to work together to move in a positive direction. I'm so glad you asked me that question because all politics are local, number one. Secondly, my role as a legislator is actually really to set laws. Mm-hmm. So that's that's my job. Yep. That's what I'm um, taxed, tasked to do. Mm-hmm. But local government has more of a role than state government. True. And so it really takes the working of local government with state government to get this done because one of the things I have found out that sometimes is a huge barrier is just the whole process when you have to go and get permitting and all of that stuff. Which is a headache. It it is. Lots of people. I was just talking to a business owner in North Baton Rouge just last week and he was just lamenting how horrible it is to just get a permit, not a series of them. One. That's right. Yeah. And I've heard the same thing. So, we we need to work, but it's together. always been that way. It, but I don't think it has to it has to be that way. I think they can make that a little bit more streamlined, okay, and less taxing on yeah. people and less of a headache. Yeah. But it is going to take a concerted effort mm-hmm. from the local government to be able to do that. And so I have heard that as one of a a huge barrier and a problem. Uh, for many businesses in North Baton Rouge if they try to expand, yeah. if they try to come. Yeah. And so I, I think it's going to take a series of things in terms of us working together to be able to bring it to pass. But it really is more in the lane of local government than it is a state government. Do you think enough people look at North Baton Rouge and outside of yourself and other electeds in the area? Do you think on the state level, in terms of the, the capital delegation of legislators, and and just business people in general, do they look at North Baton Rouge and see an effort worth undertaking to improve it? Hmm. I believe some do. Mm-hmm. I believe some don't. I yep. believe some people have actually totally dismissed North Baton Rouge and believe believe that North Baton Rouge is irrelevant. Mm-hmm. Um, but the, the one thing that really bothers me is that when 
someone is looking to invest or wants wants to come to Baton Rouge, say a business wants to come to Baton Rouge, they don't see North and South. Mm-mm. They just see Baton Rouge. Mm-hmm. And they are really baffled when when they get here and then realize that there's such a great divide. Yeah. I would say to anyone that so go North Baton Rouge, so goes Baton Rouge. Because mm-hmm. so, we are all in this boat together. That's so right. it behooves anyone to really... To, to invest in North Baton Rouge yeah. because they are great people in North Baton Rouge. No doubt. They are hardworking families in North Baton Rouge who are desiring the same things that the rest of Baton Rouge has. They want to make sure that they have safe communities. Mm-hmm. They want to have good stores. Yeah. They want to have good schools. Mm-hmm. They want to have the amenities that are in other parts of the parish so they don't have to leave outside of their boundaries. They want to be close to home. They Look, don't have to travel outside I, of Baton Rouge. I know it I mean, to be true because in these community walks we do with truce and the DA's yes. office. You were out there for yes. one of them, the, one of the ones in North Baton Rouge, and you go and meet people, and they're saying the same things. They want safety for their children That's to be able right. to play in their front yards. They want access to the same thing everyone else wants, and I, and and it, so and that leads me to where I'm going with this. I think the dialogue, the 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 tone, has been so bad yes. that the work gets lost. Like what the purpose of what you're doing gets lost because of all of the name calling and bomb throwing and all of the garbage that happens. And and so after a while, you're arguing and then you forget what the purpose of the effort was, (laughs) because now you're trying to win an argument. And I think arguments don't accomplish anything. I think you're so So, right. So how do we how do we turn that back or can we turn that back at least to the degree that when you're arguing at the end of it, it, it always is about what the objective is? My hope is in the next four terms, because, you know, when I first went into office, I had this whole vision of things that I wanted to accomplish. Then reality hit, right? Yes, reality (laughs) hit. I mean, we go in, we had all these special sessions, and then we had the unfortunate uh, death of Alton Sterling, Mm -hmm. then the police officers, then the great flood of 2016. And I'm the only legislator in the entire legislature that had 90% of its district to flood. Oh, that's true. Yeah. So, yeah, and so my my whole focus then turned to ensuring that I did everything possible yeah. to help all of my citizens come yeah. back home. Yeah. So all of those things that I had on the drawing board, they all really went to the back to the back burner mm-hmm. because I had to take care of those needs, trying to make sure that we uh stabilize our budget. Mm-hmm. But I, I want to go back to those things that I have on the drawing board and, and going back, being able to work across. And I have a, I'm able to work across party lines very well. That's what you, um, you we have to have that. Yes. We don't have enough for that. No, All of don't. this foolishness in Washington, that doesn't make me it, happy. It's crazy. The two sides can't talk to each other. How do you get anything done? And then you have this tribal mentality where if I live in this district, I can't talk to you over here. Exactly. Or if I'm registered in this party, we can't talk. <laughs> That's the stupidest thing I've ever heard. It it's is. like, why do grown folks act that way? I, I, you know, it's not always been that way. No. It has not always no, been that way. It's bad, bad. When I worked for the mayor, when she was a representative, it wasn't that way. Um, when I first went into the legislature, it wasn't that way. People would have civil, they would have, let me tell you, they would have the most heated debate and then go out and oh, yeah. eat dinner together. Go get a scotch. Yeah. So somehow. Social media. Social, so, me- social media, yes. the internet, and really. I think we have to just get back to a place where we can just 
talk. Yes. That's the bottom line. All right. So if people want to learn more about your candidacy and your campaign, how can they do that? Well, they can give us a call at 225-588-5088 or they can email me at servingdistrict15 at gmail.com or they can come to my office at (laughs) 4811 Harding Boulevard in that suite 121. I'm always available. Um, You can reach me up on Facebook, Instagram. (laughs) And Twitter. Speaking of social media, uh, I have one one of all of those pages. So, uh, again, I make myself available to the community. I enjoy serving. Uh, this is really a joy for me. I, I, I have to say, you know, I told somebody yesterday, I said, I, I really enjoy serving, but I don't know if I really like the politics. <laughs> but I enjoy serving. <laughs> Thank you, Senator. Thank you so much, my friend. It's a pleasure. Promote your business or organization on Podcast225.com. Podcast225.com is quickly becoming a weekly tradition for Louisiana listeners. Every month, thousands hear the weekly Clay Young Show. Every week, Clay sits with some of the state's most fascinating and entertaining people. Posting your company's logo on the podcast225.com website or having a professionally produced commercial air on The Clay Young Show is a great way to access a loyal and informed audience. Get more information by calling 225-214-1550. That's 225-214-1550. Executone of Louisiana has been helping businesses in Baton Rouge save money on their telecommunications for over 40 years. Executone will help businesses upgrade their phones and intercom systems, save money, and never have to worry about local customer support, doctor's offices, hospitals, schools, businesses, it doesn't matter. All kind have depended on the good people at Executone to upgrade technology and save money. I have a question for you. Do you like saving money? Sure, of course you do. Here's another one. Do you want to keep the most up-to-date phone and intercom technology while saving money? That's what it's all about. That's a no-brainer. Don't get sucked in by out-of-town companies who are not here if you need technical support. Executone has been here, and they believe in a value you of customer service, baby. Don't take my word for it. Give them a call, 225-295-3500. It's 295-3500. Oh, look them up. ExecutoneLA.com. Executone of Louisiana. They still here, and they're going to continue to give you great service. This is the Clay Young Show. There you go. Another one in the books. More to come, too, during this political season. Enjoying spinning out so many more of these as we move through the process. And, you know, I wanted to address something that I forgot to mention in the open when I was talking about the interview with Senator Barrow. And that is, we have many people who may want to be on the show. And quite frankly, before we got to this period, for people who listened to the show and, and have been followers of the podcast i've had candidates reach out wanting to get on to the show in fact one of them is going to be recording an interview later this week who is a candidate for judge and that is easy and then there are people that i know who are running that i wanted to get onto the show like senator barrow who i've known for a long time and then of course the coroner bo clark who was on last week so and one of the reasons why it's kind of last minute someone hears a candidate on and and they may be their opponent or hear someone on that they may know and say, well, let me try as well. And it's kind of tight now and it's really last minute. And because these things aren't governed by the FCC, I'm under under no obligation to do equal time. I will talk with anyone, but, you know, kind of in this tight quarters of shows that I'm trying to get done. If you snoozed, you've lost. 
it's kind of the way that goes, you know. But we've got more interviews to, to come. we still got a couple of weeks before the October 12th election day. And there will be a handful left for the after-the-fact November runoff. So we'll have more to talk about with that. But thanks again to Senator Barrow for being on the show with us. And we're just getting started this week. we got more shows on the way right here at podcast225.com. Don't forget, you can follow me on Twitter at ClayYoungBR, on Facebook, ClayYoung, and on Instagram, Clay underscore YoungBR. Thanks for listening. Join us next week for another edition of The Clay Young Show. 